0: So, do you want to get... um, Get all jiggy up in here. Jiggy. You want to get jiggy with it? You want to go serious? You want to go silly? I like a little combination of both.
1: I found this article... I like the ladies to know I'm funny, but I'm smart. (laughs) I'm sexy, but I'm practical. I got this... I wear topsiders, but I can put on a nice pair of tennis shoes, or I can put on uh, some boots, combat boots. So yeah, we can go a little silly, a little funny, a little serious. I got this one
0: I think might be good then. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando.
1: Bird-dogging today, boys.
0: It's a frog it's a frog man humanoid. Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, everybody. <laughs> You're here with
1: old <laughs> James-y. Jamesy. Old broken down Jamesy. Today I'm feeling uh not so old compared to old Jamesy. Old Jamesy's
0: hurting. Well,
1: dude. You can't expect to get beat upon, trampled, tackled fall, uh, running at full speed, and not feel it the next day. I need at, a week. At your age. Ah, I know what I need. A, <laughs> just a week sitting on the beach. At least a week.
0: Hey, let's get to, uh, do we want to talk about? Politics. Religion.
1: What do we want to talk about?
0: <laughs> We're talk about our uh, listenership.
1: Do they break it down to gender? To the 28 genders? <laughs> I'd like to just... Pick at these little nerves and the social fabric of humanity these days. We haven't
0: talked about the the, the big listening cities lately. Peoria. Top one right now. Lahui. Once knew a girl
1: from Peoria.
0: (laughs) Do you know a girl from Lahui? No. I think that must be, it doesn't say the state, so I'm assuming that's Hawaii. Yeah. Doris. She made champagne from
1: 7 Up and Cheap Wine. A chemist. <laughs> Sounds
0: top show. <laughs> Adelaide, Australia. Nice. Did you know a mate. Did you know a Doris from, you know from Adelaide? <laughs> back to the States, we've got Houston, Chicago, and Atlanta ro- rolling in. In our top listenership? Yeah. And then back to good old Sydney, Australia, mate. Now
1: that's a noise.
0: Now, that's a podcast. <laughs> no, that's a
1: podcast, mate.
0: And here's here's a new one that's popped up, Kefar Israel. Kefar Menach, nice. Sao they Paulo, speak
1: Australian there. Mate?
0: Sao Paulo, Brazil.
1: Wow, how many? Just one? Are we just getting like no? All no, these are
0: a bunch. Like, wow, like the the ones and the twos of of listening in new cities. That that was back, back in, in the early episode days. 10. Yes. we're up
1: to big big numbers. We're like a cancer. Strive to be like cancer.
0: Stockholm, Sweden.
1: What's my advice to new business owners? Strive to be like a cancer.
0: (laughs) Metastasize Metastasize within your audience.
1: (laughs) To every organ of the world.
0: Antwerp, Belgium. And get this one. I think the word's getting out. And I don't know if it's... We're we're getting closer to Halloween. Mm -hmm. Loveland. Loveland. Really? I think there's word about that old Loveland frog getting uh, getting back out, knowing that uh, we've been hitting the quarries looking for the Loveland frog.
1: Is it really a frog or just a lizard? It's or a an frog, amphibian. It's
0: a frog man humanoid. But does he look like a frog or just
1: like a lizard
0: or an well, amphibian? The, the reports were or, a little bit of both.
1: But a salamander can look a lot like a frog. I'm trying to think if you just called him the Loveland lizard instead of the frog. Have they made a movie about the Loveland frog?
0: I don't know. Maybe we should. We keep talking about wanting Call to make Universal. our Yes. And then uh, this one is a great great name of a town. I'm not sure where it is. We should make it
1: uh, animated, like The Incredibles, Pixar. We'll get Pixar involved on this. There you go. I'm just saying. It could be a documentary. <laughs> Vineyard Haven. The first animated documentary. <laughs> Vineyard it's, Haven. Yeah,
0: yeah. Vineyard Haven. Connecticut. I don't know where it is, but I want to go. It sounds great. Vineyard Haven. Send us a shout and a bottle of wine. Let us know where you're at. Big thank yous to everybody who's out there listening. The listeners keep growing and growing and growing. And you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the show with your friends. If you haven't done so yet, share the show with your dive buddy. A dive buddy. Force somebody to listen to it that doesn't want to listen to it on your next diving adventure. You know they'll start laughing by the end and, and, uh... Come away with a little bit of humor and uh, and knowledge,
1: but uh, and put a review out there too, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you and, and definitely keep those
0: there. reviews coming in. We unless uh, they're three star. <laughs> keep those, yeah, five keep those or one, five, stars a five or one, one stars in. No threes. We do have a four. That I'm assuming that somebody just accidentally bumped, the, like thought they were going for the five and fat fingered the four star. You know, those smartphones nowadays, that happens really quick. Especially if your finger's wet or you're sweating in the hot tub. Okay. So, yeah, listening to the show, if we we cut back to that, is um, part of what's going to make you a better diver because not only do you learn, I mean, it's important to learn scuba and diving terms and rules and... Etiquette. Etiquette. Well, Well, the etiquette is, I think, what really comes after class after your certification you've been yeah, on a couple of the to, trips mm-hmm. you kind of learn the, but, the, the rules of the road so to yeah. say the, the like how to how to bounce off the ropes a little bit with with people in diving situations dive boats but dive it, communities yeah,
1: it seems like it's common sense but there's boat etiquette
0: there's yeah because you want to you, you want to learn how to carry yourself
1: so you don't look like a boob Right. There's no such thing as goggles. You wear a mask. <laughs> you don't wear flippers. You wear fins. And I know somebody posted the Webster definition or something.
0: Right, right. And I was like, Ah, you're dead to me. Well, as soon as you hear f- flippers, right, you know who you're you kind of get an idea of what you're dealing with. An idiot. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when, when the guy in the boat goes, "Hey, could you hand me my flippers?" You you, you you go, well, you just go, all right, I got an idea what I'm going to see when this guy gets in the water. <laughs> well, hey, let's talk about the fine art of skin divingmanship.
1: Yeah. Let's shall.
0: This dates back to 1961, an Holy article in Skin Diver magazine.
1: That was BB before
0: Brando. Ooh, this is an oldie. This there's more fire. Not many people believe, <laughs> would believe it scuba existed before. In covered before wagon
1: Rambo. days.
0: <laughs> it's written by a Ramsey Parks. And this is, again, this is, these are the kind of articles that you just don't get in magazines nowadays. He starts off by saying that before we begin to delve into the fascinating art I must admit that the credit for the basis of this thesis must be given to Stephen Potter, the author of such fine works as gamesmanship, or the art of winning without really cheating, and one-upsmanship, or the art of being one-up on the other fellow without him knowing it. It is not purely through ethics that I bestow this credit, but rather a fear of taking full responsibility for this article. The whole uh, idea behind this gambit is the fact that there is a certain amount of social prestige to be derived from being able to call oneself a skin diver, or better yet, having others refer to you as such. So if you want the title, you got to walk the walk. Right. You walk the walk. You got to talk the talk. Yes.
1: It's like I tell my kids, like, you don't get a T-shirt unless you did it. Like Elena, we were someplace and I was diving. She wasn't. She wanted a T-shirt. I go, uh, you don't get a T-shirt. Unless you do the dives. Right, right. Like Christopher Walken would say, you like, don't get the shirt unless the dives are.
0: I think like I recently <laughs> saw some uh, something online about well. this, this talk show with this uh, real pretty girl, like Hollywood. Again, I can't remember who it was, but she's in this Metallica t-shirt. But the Metallica T-shirts, are like all like bedazzled up, and the sleeves cut, and it's got all these Dankleys, and so it's a like a phone-in talk show. Maury Povich, and more, not cheesy like that. It's more independent. But the caller calls in and says, "Yeah, I was wondering if she can name three Metallica songs." <laughs> 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 and uh, and the girls like. Who's Metallica? Exactly, <laughs> and the host is like, "That's the band whose sh- shirt you're wearing right now." She thought it meant, you know,
1: <laughs> to bedazzle something is to Metallica it.
0: <laughs> so yeah, there's a little bit of uh, that doing itness. Now he says, "Now that we've established the prestige factor, it becomes obvious to the average, well-balanced, adjusted person." that the reasons for not skin diving greatly outweigh those in favor. Namely, the effects this sport may have on a person's longevity and comfort. It does not seem normal that an individual would purposely spend a great deal of hard-earned money just to expose himself to unbearable cold water, numerous currents, razor-sharp rocks, and a myriad of marine and at times freshwater organisms, some of which are a good deal larger than man. And carnivorous at that. It is hard to conceive that this may be called good clean fun, especially considering the amount of sewage that our forward looking civil leaders see fit to discharge into our watery resources. Now, the question arises how can one become a skin diver without really skin diving? It is quite easy, much easier than actually skin diving, to be sure, and of very little potential danger. If one learns his lessons well, incidentally, at times, you may notice that the subject matter seems familiar. This is because many people incorporate this art into their everyday lives, but unfortunately, not to extremely fine point of which is capable. This is why you may see the multitude of dripping, shivering, unsmiling faces that line the shores of the country on any weekend.
1: Did we point out to the listeners that when they're saying skin diving, they're encompassing scuba?
0: Skin and scuba. Yeah. Yeah, so back in the day, back in the 60s, it was just skin diving. And you may be doing typical free diving, breath hold diving, maybe be snorkeling, or you may be on scuba. He gives us three lessons. These five lessons. <laughs> oh a blast from the past <laughs> oh man that, that's a joke from the past the people have missed still that. up the there people have missed that one lesson number one was the subtle establishment gambit i'm gonna give you all all three of these lessons you gotta feel lesson two is establishment reinforcement right
1: i think this is more like how to tell a lie <laughs> is it right? Yeah, yeah. How to yeah. lie about something here. Yeah.
0: And uh, lesson number three is establishment protection. And then uh, they do later on give us a, a glossary of terms that you should be familiar with. Oh, nice. You know
1: That ought to be good.
0: In fact, maybe we'll get all start Quentin. with their glossary. We'll get all Quentin Tarantino and start with the, 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 end. The, the glossary here. Let's
1: start in the middle. So, we'll jump to the end, and then we'll finish with the
0: beginning. So uh, the Skin Diverman's Glossary... One of the marks of a good skin diverman is a well-developed skin diving vocabulary, he mentions. In the glossary to follow are a few basic words and terms. I shall attempt to define these as simply as possible, as well as try and describe what they do not mean. A serious student will take it upon himself to increase his skin diving vocabulary. You will find it very useful. The first one he talks about is, Pretty uh, technical term, spontaneous pneumothorax.
1: you got to know that one. (laughs) Throw that one out at your next cocktail
0: party. This marvelous term refers to air trapped in the chest cavity. It may cause all sorts of unpleasant feelings, especially in the individual suffering this rare diving accident. Occasionally, it is mistaken to infer a violent sneeze. Don't make this mistake yourself. The next term is... Caloric excitation of the vestibular apparatus. As you might have guessed, this is the dizziness that is experienced when the eardrum is ruptured and cold water rushes into the middle ear, upsetting the balance mechanism. Upsetting the balance mechanism. I like mechanism better. <laughs> well, it, was, it was hyphenated, and my photocopy <laughs> know, was a I little. <laughs> it wasn't clear, so I was trying to catch it, Matt. Me- Mechanism. <laughs> to he, to t- he, to t- t- he, he. Oh, the t- term. <laughs> the term has no off color meaning whatsoever. The eardrum is not a musical instrument, and the middle ear does not occur when a person has three ears. <laughs>
1: Okay. See, he's he's getting yes. he's getting, the, he's he's, getting the, the that
0: humor is highbrow. Oh, this is
1: I don't even know it's brow. It's up there. It's, a,
0: it's um, it's a little bit elitist.
1: Yes, I would dare to say it's not funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but go on. Okay, so another Mr. term, Parks. Uh, uh, Eustachian tube.
1: Uh, throughout Eustachian tube, you've lost. Ten percent of the
0: audience. Well, you could be talking about something, and you go, yeah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, well, you station canoe next to the hip bone down by the <laughs> then up by your uh, radial ulnar, <laughs> <And then laughs> somebody canals, somebody who underwear. doesn't know anything <laughs> about skin diving. Right, that girl at the bar, and I go. Yeah. Oh, this guy knows all about the anatomy of a scuba diver. This is a He's
1: dreamy. <laughs> He's dreamy. He knows what vestibular canals are.
0: The small tube that connects the middle ear and the throat. It is not a new synthetic garden hose.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another term uh, you need to know if you're going to pull the pull the I'm a scuba diver card. You need to be familiar with nitrogen narcosis. (laughs) Crazy eye? (laughs) Hydrogen psychosis. Hydrogen
1: psychosis. Crazy eye. He's got crazy eye. He's got hydrogen psychosis. Crazy eye. Steve, they think you got crazy eye. Get him out of the fucking water.
0: An intoxicated feeling brought on by breathing compressed air under great pressure. It is sometimes referred to as raptures of the deep, a slightly intoxicating term in itself. A person who states that he has experienced it does not necessarily have a monkey on his back. I would argue that point. Well, a, a lot of those... Uh, I don't know. You can get hooked of those, down of those deep air. Yeah, those yeah. Deep, a lot of those deep freaks, they, they, they get out down there and they seek that feeling of rapture the deep, that nitrogen narcosis. Yeah, it's not bad. Case on disease formation of gas bubbles in the blood and tissue of the body when a diver rises to the surface too fast.
1: They don't say decompression sickness or bends or anything
0: like that. Eh? Caisson disease. I'm trying to sound ridiculous educated. I don't know, I think bends sounds more. Diver. It is more commonly called the bends and is quite often manifested in individuals with little diving knowledge or those who feel they are immune to physical laws. The term bends is not synonymous with gas pains. No, it's not. He's got a little like <laughs> little little jokey little, joke little, in little, the end. Little, or... little, little jokey jabs. <laughs> yeah. Decompression tables are mathematical tables that determine how long to control an ascent for a given time at a given depth. When followed, <laughs> they are designed to keep one from experiencing case disease. For some reason, their necessity is looked upon by a great many people in the same light as our traffic laws. Decompression tables are not lightweight household furniture that will not put marks on the rug. <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: Is this guy a diver, you think?
0: He said he said that the, you know, there's a little uh, bubble note that said don't be fooled this author had dove the famed Andrew Doria. Oh, okay. What about a free ascent? The act of swimming to the surface after ditching an exhausted or malfunctioning breathing apparatus. It does not usually refer to the heavenly transit of a diver that has goofed. Hold back your laughter. Shallow, how about shallow <laughs> water? Is
1: this, Is this thing on?
0: <laughs> shallow shallow water. water. Now, this applies to today because it's all relative, right? Right. What, what's shallow? Depths up to 200 feet in contemporary skin diving conversation. Really? Over the period of the last five years or so, it has grown from the zero to 30-foot area to this magnitude. Who can say what it will encompass five years from now? Shallow
1: waters to 200 feet? I don't even know right now Well, I think what he's saying is, yeah.
0: like, you know the guy who rolls in? Yeah. Right? And, uh, oh, you're a diver? Yeah, I'm a, I just do some easy dives you know only i only do like 200 foot or so yeah. just i don't know, try to do okay. anything too crazy you know yes you know that guy. i hear you
1: brother i hear you now i think this is more like uh maybe how to tell somebody doesn't or, really dive if they're throwing out these words right right yeah
0: little it's a little bit of both right. sides there mouthpiece It was a mouthpiece it's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> No? <laughs> in it today's term, yeah, I would be considered a conservative lawyer. We need a couple mouthpieces. The rubber or plastic end of a snorkel or breathing apparatus that is placed in the mouth. In skin diving circles, it is safe to assume that this is what is being referred to and not a legal counsel. Whoa, I got that one.
1: Nailed it. Nailed it. What about a weight belt? What about a weight belt? Am I supposed to try to guess the jokes? That's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to guess the joke. It's not a, um, devi- a device that's heavy that you use to keep your, your pants up, your trousers up. Oh, there we go.
0: Close, close. A number of weights, most likely lead, that are secured around the waist, sometimes in a matter that turns out to be permanent. The idea being to offset the buoyancy of the diver and a multitude of equipment. It is not an aid to improving one's profile.
1: Oh, so they're talking more like a uh, one of those tight. Re- what are yeah, those yeah. called? put them around a your weight waist belt to the, squeeze around the waist, waist to,
0: right? To lift your belly lift up and your, your chest. chest up, and <laughs> can't is, breathe. But you look, look a little slimmer. I look. I look fit. UDT
1: underwater demolition team versus what are they? I don't, don't even mistake it for for an
0: incesticide.
1: UDT <laughs> spray a little UDT <laughs> on my my lawn this morning. Get rid of those. Had to get
0: rid of keep get rid of those termites. <laughs> Needed me some UDT, <laughs> you need tea, y'all. Yeah. What about scuba? Scuba. You know what scuba stands for? Of course you know what scuba stands for. You're a goddamn really scuba instructor. Every,
1: every single listener should know what scuba now, what,
0: stands now, for. Now there's a million of the, the scuba jokes of like what it what it really means. Like some come up barely alive. Right? Yeah, Everybody yeah, heard yeah. that one. He says not to be confused with South Carolina Upholsterers Betterment Association. <laughs> That's the best one yet. Uh, can, you, you, can you remember any more of them from your, oh, da- from your no, days of no. uh, Nope.
1: They would go in one ear and out yeah. the other for me. They didn't even get filtered
0: to uh, stick in there. All right. So lesson one, the subtle establishment gambit. First. We've got the equipment ploy. In order to begin skin divingmanship, it is necessary to expend a relatively small amount of money for rudimentary diving gear. This should at least consist of a pair of flippers and a mask, and of course, they should have a worn look about them. Flippers. Fired. <laughs> Who is this guy yeah. These may be displayed in such obvious places as the living room of your home or the back seat of your car. This will keep you from being the one to bring up the subject of skin diving. Your victim will quite naturally say something on the order of, Oh, do you skin dive? To which you should answer something humble like, A little. The good skin diver man is always 200 feet or so. <laughs> is always humble. Shallow water. Yeah. You may embellish uh, hair by adding, Just for food. <laughs> <laughs> this is This is known as the humble hunter ploy. You know... You have them in their palm of your hand, so to speak. Let them ask questions. Remember, always humble. The worn gear will automatically establish you as an old-timer. It's a salt. An old salty. An old salt. By the way, if you're worried about obtaining used gear, there is plenty of it around and pretty reasonable, too. You'll be surprised at the number of disillusioned individuals who have actually attempted to gain entry into their clique. By actively engaging in skin diving, (laughs) even to the extent of going into the water. (laughs) It is recommended that you purchase these props as soon as possible after completing the course. The market will no doubt inflate something terrible soon after this issue is out. The law of supply and demand, you know, how to elaborate a person gets in his or her acquisition of equipment is up to your own personal tastes and the extent and type of part you wish to play Hmm. that's always one of the things for uh uh uh, one of those new dive masters to kind of learn the characters of people right because you get yeah you get somebody get on a dive (laughs) boat and they got all that old salt gear yeah and you you gotta you gotta be able to think beyond the gear of this guy got all this old salt gear because he's really a He's been doing An it old a while. salt and then <laughs> diving on Or, all just it? Buy some or used did he just ground? buy a bunch of used gear?
1: Or get it passed on from my uncle. Right. The uncle dove for 30 years back in the 70s.
0: Yeah. So it's – and then when you hear him talk about – Dive in the Doria and his skin had skin diver- disease <laughs> yes, and spontaneous his, his, pneumothorax. Yeah, his skin divermanship mm-hmm. and uh, how his uh, eustachian tube conne- connects <laughs> to his middle <laughs> ear. Know, his, yeah. his eustachian tube's giving him yeah. a little bit of a stomachache today, mm-hmm. you know, because it's connecting to his <laughs> uh, uh, colon in, in uh, <laughs> a little wrong way. What's upper bile duct. Yeah, yeah. Now, so there was the equipment ploy, but there's also a literature ploy. Ah. So you have a few
1: books laying around?
0: Yeah, nearly as important as the gear ploy is accumulation of a few well-chosen books and periodicals. For instance, it's common knowledge that even those who are actual skin divers subscribe to and diligently read skin diver publications. At least a few of these scattered around the coffee table or elsewhere in plain sight are very effective. As far as the bookcase is concerned, Jacques Cousteau's Silent World is an old standby and quite impressive. You may even find it interesting reading, although this is besides the point. It is quite likely it will be brought up as a topic of conversation, so it might be a good idea to learn to pronounce Cousteau correctly. (laughs) This is not just for your own protection, but occasionally it enables you to become one up on the rival should he stumble in here. This is especially handy. Men, should the poor fellow happen to be in the company of an attractive female that you have been unsuccessfully trying to bird dog. (laughs) Bird dog and (laughs) today, boys. The moment he (laughs) utters something like cow stew, you interject something on order of, you mean Cousteau, don't you, old man? Old chappy. Oh, boy. This is a typical humble <laughs> literature ploy. It will make him look marvelously idiotic in her eyes, and the old man, to finish it off, won't help any either. Who can get mad? You were only being helpful. You must have no calls about pulling off a ploy like this, for it is necessary to remember at all times you are either one up or one down. There is no in-between. <laughs> like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you agree that the one up position is at all times the most desirable. Martyrdom and social morality, like the double-breasted suit are out of style in this game as in today's society. It's eat or be eaten or to repeat you, are either one up or one down. It was it was cutthroat like this this is the days of madmen and his cut cutthroat yes. life. Second place is first
1: place of the losers. If you want to, yeah,
0: you, you wanna,
1: yeah. <laughs> second place <laughs> is the first loser. First place for losers. That's all. <laughs> it's how to raise kids. <laughs> now, you laugh, but I've seen parents that are like that, and they're like, whoa. Right. Needless to say, that kids are less than well-adjusted.
0: Well, adjusted. well the, those kids probably have already have that establishment game going on. Right. Yeah. They might need lesson two, which which is the establishment reinforcement. Well that's where you learn all
1: this and it works well in prison because usually they they lose it, man. And up on a bell tower with a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't come in second place. His name is Cow Stew. <laughs> I told you. Jack Cow Stew. <laughs> Jack cow, Jack's Cow Stew. Delicious. <laughs> Now, you could open, a
0: open up a <laughs> restaurant. Open up a restaurant. I like it.
1: What's a, yeah, What's on the menu? Well, Jack's Cow Stew. Don't you mean Jacques Cousteau? No. I mean Jack's Cow Stew.
0: Try it. It's delicious. Now, a lot of people use this, the name dropping or association ploy. But you, don't you have to, in
1: the diving circles, it's a small community. I don't know if he still, he'd be you still able get people to... dropping, dropping big names. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, 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 yeah. But not many people know the big names. Well, right? they don't really know them, but they drop them as yeah. if they do to the unsuspecting right. listener that this guy would would call a victim. A victim. And then later on, you find <laughs> out that yeah, yeah, this guy never even <laughs> he... never even met Brando. <laughs> no, what are you talking I mean, about? Nor does he care. <laughs> this type of ploy may seem like the most natural and one of the easiest to execute. However, if you're not extremely careful, you may perpetuate your own social execution. I shall attempt to demonstrate what I mean. Suppose you're at a cocktail party, and the subject of the conversation arrives at skin diving. Possibly because you're wearing a slightly obstructive tie bar of a skin diver that appears to be tying, that appears to be trying to swim across your chest and escape beneath your coat lapel because it is best to be humble you concentrate your part to a description of an actual well-known and established diver rather than yourself without too much trouble it is possible to associate yourself with this famous personality nevertheless there is an inherent danger involved in this type of ploy let's say you're elaborating on one of the adventures of the well-known ER cross after a pretty hair-raising description of one of Mr. Cross's exploits, you are ready to begin with something on the order of, I'll never forget in the summer of 58, ER, and I were diving off Catalina when this shark started to bother old ER. <laughs> <laughs> Old ERs, (laughs) (laughs) then. The old use here does not have the same inflection as in the humble literature ploy described in lesson one. Rather, it adds a note of familiarity. Right? ER my that's my boy, yo. Like today we say, my boy. Yeah, like my My boy, my old buddy buddy Brando versus old man Brando. See, you you need
1: some kids (laughs) because here's how the kids say, my boy. My boy. My boy Brando be saying, he be saying this. He be getting all up in that shock's grill, yo.
0: To continue, you might mention that you held the monster at bay with a pole spear or the like until Ole R finished the pictures you were taking for a leading magazine, or better yet, the Navy. The Navy ploy will prevent you from getting in too deep at this point. A sly glance to your captivated audience, and an, an additive top secret. I'm afraid <laughs> can't say <see laughs> <more> that. <laughs> will, will at least temporarily keep you out of danger. Interesting. Right? Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. what I'm talking about. You, yeah. you hear these guys, the out, Navy SEALs, out there Seals all that come to the shop of, yeah. of just talking, talking themselves up and dives they've done, and who they were right. with, and what they did. And, you know, uh, later you find out that. They they're, were just on the same boat, <laughs> yeah. having to be on the same boat the same day. But the, but the way they tell the story is, they were really diving with old ER Crosshair dive buddies, wrestling sea monsters together. Oh yeah, I think there's a lot of that in the dive community.
1: Well, not just name dropping with a story, but more like
0: just outright lying about what they're doing. <laughs> right. Well, you know what can happen. Seems quite simple and safe, doesn't it? Well,
1: (laughs) unless somebody is (laughs) there.
0: Only ours listening to your story. (laughs) Well, there is a good chance you just put your foot in your mouth. Did you stop to think that there might be a person in the crowd better informed than you or another skin diving man? Or worse yet, a better informed skin diving man? If this is the case, there's a good possibility you're in trouble. If your luck is not with you and this menace is present, you may be attacked with. I thought Cross was in the South Pacific on his yacht, the four winds in the summer of 1958. (laughs) (laughs) You must remember at all times, you are not the only tiger in the jungle, but fear not, all is not lost. Now comes the test of the true accomplished skin diverman. It is too late to faint a headache and leave, so here's what you would do. First of all, Relax. Don't act flustered. Control the beads of cold sweat and the jerky, self-conscious hand and foot movements. Here's your out. With a slightly hurt air, you say, Good Lord, I'm afraid you've confused Mr. E.R. Cross with ol' E.R., Ernie Rupert. <laughs> er- Ernie works in the garage over Whittier. Good diver, though. Ol' E.R.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. Now that is a good one.
0: Oh, uh-huh. learn. You may then turn to the hostess and say, you remember, Ernie? He was at the party here about a year ago, drank a little too much, and I'm afraid made a terrible mess of the bathroom. <laughs> Chances are she doesn't remember because it never happened. But now you have everyone so confused it will not even be questioned. Besides, it's an embarrassing subject. You are now once more one up, even on the enemy who placed you in the situation by simply stating that he confused Mr. Cross with O-E-R. You have neatly placed him in the guise of a boob. If he is a gentleman, he will apologize. <laughs> neatly placed him in the guise of a boob. I like that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, nobody wants to be the boob.
1: Nor in the guise of a
0: boob. <laughs> no. Now, another ploy, besides the name-dropping ploy, is, is the old wound ploy. It's the oldest you know, ploy in the book. As a way to really reinforce you, know, you as a skin diverman. I think I can safely assume that most all of us display some form of scar tissue on our person. Like that time you and I were back in Nam yeah. fighting those. I was shot up pretty fighting bad. <laughs> uh, fighting that <laughs> giant squid. You pulled me in that foxhole. You <laughs> saved my life. Most of us likely have not viewed this in the light of good fortune before. The next ploy, should I change your mind, for descriptive sake, let us place ourselves in another social setting. You may use almost any scar about your finger or hands as an audiovisual aid when expounding on an attack by a moray eel. Over a long period of time, I have found this ploy most effective, since first- Telling the story, I have modified and elaborated on it until it has reached its present state of near perfection. (laughs) (laughs) I shall give you the refined edition. This will save you the time and trouble that I experienced in the development of this ploy. To begin with, I have a very nice scar on the index finger of my left hand. It spirals about the finger for about an inch between the second and third joints. In addition... There are very few people that I know it was acquired at a party several years ago when I unwittingly placed the finger in a small triangular opening in a beer can and then became panicky (laughs) when it appeared to be stuck. (laughs) My revised spiel goes like this. There I was at a 20 fathoms when I reached my hand into this cave for a bull lobster.
1: I think that's a key to the story, too, <laughs> is you don't tell them the depth in feet. You use fathoms. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, when you use that word, yes. like, like the listeners are going to go, fathoms. this guy doesn't even dive to feet, man. He does a fathoms. He's, he's really, nautical. He, he's, he's, he's really
1: nautical. He's got to be an old sea captain
0: depth exaggeration is quite widely used even by the layman and skin divingmanship all of a sudden from a darkness in the cave i saw a green flash and felt the eel bite through my gloved hand into the finger the pain ran up my arm like an electric shock but i knew better than to jerk my hand back i just relaxed my hand and the more i let go Slowly, I re- withdrew the lacerated hand from the cave. It took a couple of weeks to heal, but at least I still have my finger. <laughs> During the description, I usually rub the finger. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, ploy, this ploy is cross-filed, and the presence of mine ploy is folder. I might mention that before you attempt to use this ploy, be sure that a childhood acquaintance is not present. <laughs> he way. might remember that you received Plays. a scar when you caught your finger in an Irish mill on your sixth birthday. If you're extremely fortunate, you will have two or more old wounds to call upon in cases such as this. <laughs>
1: that yeah. one's pretty good. Yeah, the classic. Uh, <laughs> oh, this
0: is a, from a shark bite, you know, the, the limp, yes. uh, limp from a shark bite. Yeah, I got bent up pretty bad.
1: I had to get out of there quick. 20-foot C's. It's either I get out now or I die trying. But see, that's what I should be doing
0: with this sore back.
1: Yeah. I over the weekend. I had to
0: get up. I had got to go. Bent, got bent real bad, man, on the spine. 20-foot C's. 20-fathom C's. P-valve, fathom P-valve <laughs> uh, came disconnected. What was I going to do? My wife just washed my undergarments. She ain't washing knew, them again. I knew it was either take a spinal hit. Or get my wife or, in or hot water with tell the old my, lady. Tell my wife she needed to wash my undergarments again. She
1: ain't going to do that.
0: little table six. Small price to pay. <laughs>
1: went down on table six
0: a little limp A little limp in a six table six is a small price to pay for uh, for some clean undergarments <laughs> okay so once you 've uh, once you 've gotten in the door right kind of made your little subtle establishment you 've reinforced your establishment with uh, one of those little uh, uh name dropping ploys or used your old wound story to to, to really set this in place need to protect it you need to be able to you know when it it comes up that you really can't cut that 200 foot dive now that somebody's uh want you to go diving or you you really are are fearful you're fearful of of the water when uh you actually uh it comes time to actually getting into the water you got to have a way out lesson number three establishment protection the head cold ploy Can't clear, man. Uh, uh, yeah, from, from time to time, you will find yourself invited along on skin diving outings. At first, this may cause you a great deal of concern, but I assure you, there is no foundation for your worries. No human person would ever insist that you participate with a head cold. It is a fact that it is almost a physical impossibility to dive with even the slightest congestion. Therefore, to gracefully blow out all that is necessary is to claim a case of post-nasal drip. It's that simple. I personally know several people who have successfully nursed colds for periods in excess of a year. One ingenious acquaintance lingers between a cold and acute attacks of ingrown toenails, the latter of which, of course, prevents him from wearing swim fins. You have a wide range of maladies from which to choose. Feel free to run the gamut from the common cold to chronic gingivitis.
1: Chronic gingivitis.
0: can I can't I can't hold the, my 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 gingivitis is flaring up. I can't hold that mouthpiece in my in my mouth today. Got athlete's foot, man. I can't put on these booties. I'd love to go. I'd love to go do this dive with you. God dang athlete's feet. <laughs> I think the head
1: coat works pretty good, though. I think uh, we've had plenty of people use that
0: one. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, and it's real. It, it is real. So, There's also the skin diving trip ploy. Men, yeah. you may be bullied into taking the wife or girlfriend skin diving. From what I understand, this is a problem quite frequently faced by the skin diver and the skin diving men alike. This, like the other inherent hazards you are liable to encounter, is easily solved. Take her skin diving. This is bound to deter any further efforts on her part in this realm of togetherness, especially if you are careful in choosing the right time and place. Pick a nice, cool, windy day for her first, and let's hope last, tasty skin diving. (laughs) A few drizzles will help make it perfect. From your point of view, that is... On the way to the chosen site, a little idle chatter on the subject of skin diving safety, including a colorful description of drowning and the denizens of the deep she is likely to meet, will unnerve her considerably. Once you have arrived at the scene, which for best results should be accessible only by means of steep, treacherous cliff, you spring (laughs) joyously from the car and begin gathering your diving gear. The rest of this explanation may be superfluous as she may back out at any time now, or she makes you go, and then call your ass out. Yeah,
1: she makes it down there, and you kill yourself coming <laughs> down the cliff,
0: dumbass. If she volunteers to continue, do not show your disappointment. Begin the descent after surveying the situation from the top, long enough for the wind to cut through your clothes and for her to get a good look at what she's about to undertake. If she gets to the bottom of the cliff. The chances of getting her to go into the water are extremely slim. In fact, she should be nearly freezing to death. And if you are at all resourceful, will have probably commandeered your jacket by this time. If you have drawn the project out long enough, she will most likely state that she is hungry, which is a good indication that she has had it. As a coup de grace, you may inform her that there are numerous good things to eat in the little tide pools scattered about you. You might even break open a sea urchin and shuck a couple of limpets out of one of the shells for the poor thing. This may be going too far. You may end up carting an hysterical female back up the cliff if you are not careful. From this time on, you should have no trouble getting away by yourself. It will give you an excuse when you go bar hopping, or at least some free time to yourself with no questions asked. The recent popularity of night diving will not restrict your freedom to the daylight hours. It is quite easy to pick up a couple of live lobster or abalone at one of the local fish markets. <laughs> just, just look in the yellow pages, he says, to eliminate any doubts as to whereabouts. As an afterthought, if you purchase a spear, be sure to poke a hole in them where the spear went through.
1: This guy's playing the whole story out.
0: Oh yeah. Now until, I think we you, should add you though. Picked up a date like Zale Perry. Yeah, right? I was going <laughs> to say
1: a lot of the girls I know in diving, they'll put the men to shame easily. Right. So you better be aware of who you are with. You don't know what
0: they're capable of. They may be much more capable than you. Well, there is there is this other look at skin divingmanship today, which would be don't sell yourself as something that you're not. You're not. Well, yeah. But yeah, don't be don't be somebody you're not. This uh, is an uh, age old thing. This isn't
1: like, and it's not restricted to scuba diving. It's, oh uh, no, There's no, no. always people telling stories of everything they've done that they've never done or would like to do, or
0: and as and, long as nobody, telling someone else's story, and as long as nobody's any of the wiser, right? I'm gonna just jack the story up a little, a couple notches, right?
1: A small embellishment, a small exaggeration here and there. Yeah, is it really lying if it's just, it's an exaggeration? Listen. It's not really a lie. I well, omitted it's... the fact that it wasn't me. I confused myself with this other person, this other story that I read in Reader's Digest.
0: Well, that's just cuz we're getting old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it can be blamed <laughs> on my
1: my Alzheimer's dementia issue that I've been working on.
0: Now, now, when I tell the story about, you know, me wrestling the three tiger sharks with my one only one dive knife. Your big It doesn't big really ass matter. Knife, it doesn't though. really matter if it was only one tiger shark or I embellished it to three yeah. tiger sharks when it was neither one of them. <laughs> right? So going from one to three, it makes just makes for a better story.
1: It does. It it sounds better. It's smoother. It's balanced.
0: So there is that that conversation. Happened, you might come out as a bad
1: them. guy if it's just you against one tiger shark. Now you come out as a good. A I'm three, just defending myself. Three. These guys were bullies, and
0: there was a there was a boat There's full of school children. a boat of school children snorkeling in the shallows, what and they all I, had puppies. What could, what, what, was, what was I supposed to do? They were snorkeling with
1: puppies, and you saved their lives. No big deal. That's what I do, man. I didn't want to. I was forced. I was a reluctant hero.
0: It's because, uh, you know, when I took I the skin wanna, diver oath. I not take
1: any of the credit either. <laughs> I took the I, skin diver oath. I do solemnly swear. Raise your right <laughs> fin. Raise your, put your goggles down and raise your right flipper. You're taking the skin diver oath now. This is serious. I do solemnly <laughs> Raise your right split all. fin.
0: <laughs> and uh, I think it's important for a lot of divers to be able to decipher the faux talk and the BS that comes out of many mouths oh, yeah. out there. Well, I think if you assume they're
1: lying, you're probably going to be right. If you Just assume right off the right, bat. Right, yeah, yeah, right, if, right. They're, <laughs> if they're a politician, how do you know they're lying? Well, their mouths are moving. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same.
0: Thing. And if, if they're a diver, how do you know, <laughs> they're, how lying? Do you know they're embellishing? <laughs> their, their mouth's probably moving. Their mouth's yeah. moving, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a case of show me the
1: video, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, too. It, if you've been doing it a long time, a lot of times you can just walk on the on the boat. You watch them put the gear together. You look at their particular gear choice or how they carry themselves and things like that. And usually, the loudest mouth on the boat, a lot of times that's you, though, James. But you in your defense. It's more of jokes and the yucks. Yeah, I'm not and what the what loud that. mouth getting on the boat, like not telling, the telling about my diet who and I exploits. am. I dove to 390 feet. Just want everyone
0: to know that. So, if you need any help with anything, just let me know. Right. That's not me. No. Like, people ask you, uh, don't you have any uh, diving stories to tell? And I'm always like, oh, there's plenty, plenty to go. Stories. There's plenty going on we already. We were doing I'll shots.
1: Be- <laughs> <laughs> they all start with, after the dive. <laughs> yes, good that, times. That kind of goes to the old, you know, good divers have, like, a lot of boring stories because nothing really goes wrong. Well, that's a right. good point. That's a good point. That's—I uh, think old Gareth said something like that. You know, good diving is kind of boring. That's why you don't—you don't see like on the Discovery Channel what we would quote-unquote put as really good divers. Because it's all cool, calm, yeah, calculated. Clean. It's boring, yeah. It's the just... dive goes down like it should. You, right. Man, it's just guys swimming underwater. Versus hoses enjoying, exploding. Yeah.
0: Yes, just I, all kinds of I, I people love, getting lost. I love how they stuck uh, inside wrecks. They, they got the you know, any show you watch, the, a shark swims by. Oh yeah, and then <laughs>
1: some music has to go. <laughs>
0: they the, the, the cut to some stock shark right feeding frenzy footage, as yes. if like that's happening right around behind the divers.
1: Yeah, and it's a giganto like tiger shark, which you hardly ever see. Then, yeah, huge. Just you saw a little nurse shark under a rock. <laughs> and then it's like, duh, the music plays, in a quick couple of flashes to different sharks going, and it's a gigantic tiger shark swimming by. It's that yeah. same one you saw in James Bond, by the way. <laughs> right. Anyway, like you say, being able to tell the fact from fiction is pretty important, I think, for a new diver, or any diver, you know.
0: Well, boy, let's, let's summarize this as, as that, right? Being able to tell fact from fiction is very important as a new diver, so that you don't get taken as a fool, and then sold into something that's all just talk and conjecture right. and BS. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, as you grow as a diver, you need to be able to learn how to <laughs> <laughs> talk and conjecture in a way that people do not are able to call out your bullshit.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: That's well, what we're here for. Yeah. Don't forget to use your PFOG, people. Use your PFOG. Use your PFOG. Keeps your mask clear, 100% reliable, all natural. Make sure you refill the bottle daily.
1: Yeah. Do not use the asparagus version. That's a Asp- counterfeit. That's counterfeit.
0: We uh we discontinued the asparagus <laughs> blend. After many complaints. Okay, on that note, let's uh let's call it a dive. Uh sign my logbook, Matey.
1: There I was. Sixty fathoms down. Glad you were there with your three because that moray eel with his tiger shark was gonna take us both down. Save my life. Thank you. Get well soon. Love old Brando. Okay.
0: Uh, let me sign yours here. Uh, great dive. E R Cross. <laughs> <laughs> me and the O E R. You should have put O E R in there.
1: See you guys. Safe diving, folks.
0: It's a frogman humanoid. It's a frog. It's a frogman humanoid. It's a
1: frog humanoid. It's a frog. It's a frogman
0: humanoid. It's a frog. It's a frog humanoid. It's a frog It's a frog. It's a frogman humanoid. It's a frog. It's a frogman man humanoid. It's a frog da <laughs>